Thank you for listening to this message from First Baptist Church of Alamogordo. More information about First Baptist Church can be found at www.fbcalamo.com. All right, if you will, take your Bible, go to John chapter 10. This is really kind of the, the first part of, of what we'll also be in next week. We're going to look in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10 this morning, and then we'll pick up and go through verses 11 through 21 next week as we'll continue to walk through these I am statements of Jesus. And so, so far, we, we looked at God presenting himself as the great I am in uh, Exodus 3, and then we... Uh, looked at when Jesus said, I am the bread of life in John chapter 6. And last week, uh, I am the light of the world in John chapter 8. And that brings us to John chapter 10 this morning. And, and this week and next week, we're going to really focus on Jesus as a shepherd and what that means. And so I, I know you're looking at it and going, but it, but it says I am the gate. What do, what do you mean we're going to talk about him as a shepherd? Hang on, we'll get there, I promise. It will all make sense. Um, you know, it's an interesting thing about sheep. Anybody in here ever spend any time with sheep, raise sheep? All right, we got, we got a couple. Um, uh, sheep are interesting animals. Not, not the most intelligent of, of God's good creatures on the face of the earth. Okay, in fact, let me tell you a little bit about, um, about sheep. Okay, and, and this is going to become important because when Jesus says, I am the shepherd, we, we, he's saying something about us, okay? So he's the shepherd. He's saying something about us. So, so I pulled this right out of one of the commentaries, and it was just so good that I just decided to copy it and, and, and read it to you. It says this. Among the animal kingdom, sheep seem to have come out on the short end. From all accounts, they are of limited intelligence. When it comes to finding food, they are definitely uncreative. As creatures of habit, they will follow paths through desolate places, even though not far away is excellent forage. Sheep are also given to listless wandering. There are even accounts of their walking into an open fire. Shepherds confirm that they are timid and stubborn. They can be frightened by the most ridiculous things, though at other times nothing can move them. They are absolutely defenseless. You ever thought about that? There's no way a sheep can defend itself. Furthermore, all the animals subject to, of all the animals subject to husbandry, they take the most work. And then the, the author of this commentary recalls uh, one of his professors in college saying that the existence of sheep was prime evidence against the theory of evolution. Because he said there is no way sheep could have survived. <laughs> If, we're, if evolution is survival of the fittest, sheep would have been gone long, long ago, all right? In fact, um, uh, th there's a thing, maybe some of you guys have seen this. Um, a sheep will uh, cast or become cast, as they say, which, so, so they tend to be kind of round around the middle. And, and the, they lay down to sleep or to rest, and, and occasionally a sheep will lay down and will roll to the point that its feet are completely off the ground. And it can't get back up. And so you just kind of, so imagine this, this, just the sheep here, like with, its, with all its legs sticking out, it's going, Aah! right? That, and, and it's called, when a sheep gets that, they say the sheep has become cast. And it requires a shepherd to come over and, and, and roll it back to where it can get on its feet. And this is what Jesus says we are, okay? We tend to be like sheep. 
Uh, we'll talk more about that as we, as we get in here, okay? But uh, hopefully as I was reading that description, like, if you look at, now, now listen, we, we know that, that individual people are very smart, right? But, but humanity as a whole is, is typically not that wise, right? I mean, we, you know, as I've said before, anytime there's a breakdown in law enforcement, anytime um, there's mob rule, like things never end well. Have you noticed that? I mean, like, so, so, you know, as we saw the riots in places like, um, well, when I was growing up in the 90s in, in L.A., when, when folks would just go crazy, like, you never see them, like, nothing good came of that, right? Like, they don't organize themselves and say, hey, let's go clean a park, right? No, let's go burn our city to the ground. That, that, that's what happens when, when mob rule takes over. We, we devolve. Uh, into chaos. So, uh, if you will, stand with me. Let's read in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Jesus says this, Truly I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus said again, truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the great privilege it is to to open up your word together. Will you show us what it means when when, when Christ has said, I am the gate. He will lead us like a shepherd leading a flock. Open up our hearts, our minds, and our ears to hear what you'd have to say to us this morning. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. You can have a seat. Um, now, now, I know Jesus here says, I am the gate. All, all the things in your outline say the shepherd and then some sort of blank. And, and, and I'll explain why that is in just a second. Um, so, so the first thing that we see here when Jesus is talking, we see uh, that the shepherd knows his sheep. We see that in verses 1 through 3. It says, Truly I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter by the sheep pen, or enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. And he leads them out. Uh, now, what Jesus is alluding to here is, a, is kind of a community sheep pen where there would have been uh, a, a few flocks of sheep. So not just one person's flock in there, but there would have been a few flocks. And what happened is that a shepherd would come in and he would have a very specific call for his flock. And when he made that call, his sheep would come to him out of the rest of the, flo- the, rest of the flocks that are in this sheep pen. It's a pretty cool picture. In fact, um, in the Near East today, this is still the way shepherds do things. Uh, now, in, in our world, like, so if, you ever, if you've ever seen a shepherd in, in the West, they don't typically lead by their voice. Um, they'll have sheepdogs, 
and, and they'll, they'll follow either to the side or maybe even behind the, uh, the sheep. And since we're now in the 21st century, uh, I've seen guys on, on like four-wheelers, that are, that are, that's how they lead their flock. In, in the Near East, particularly in Jesus' day, it was, a, it was just a completely different method of shepherding where, where the sheep would learn their master's voice. In fact, there are even accounts of tourists going over and dressing up in the shepherd's uh, clothes and walking in and trying to call the sheep and they wouldn't respond. But as soon as the shepherd calls, they, uh, they respond. So the shepherd knows his sheep and the, and the sheep know their shepherd. You know, like I said, the Bible is going to refer to us several times as, as sheep. Um, and, and we can take that a couple of ways. So, so you know, so sometimes, you know, the phrase, well, you know, the people are sheep is, is almost used as an insult. In other words, you know, they can't, they're not smart enough to think for themselves. Um, on the other hand, I think what he's saying when, when the Bible tells us that, that Christ is our shepherd and we are the sheep of his pasture, we need someone to lead us. Because as I said, when, when, when people, as, as the Bible says, where there is no vision, what happens? The people perish. When, when there is no leader, chaos ensues. That, that's, that's been true of humanity from the very beginning. And so this is what the Bible says in Psalm 103. It says, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. And then very on, early on in Jesus' ministry, Matthew chapter 9 says that he looks out at the crowds, and look at this, Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. You know, there, there have been records of sheep who, um, when, when they're not being led by a shepherd, will just kind of follow whichever sheep is in the front. And, and there have even been accounts of where uh, one sheep walks off a cliff, the entire flock follows. And I think this is maybe what Jesus had in mind. He says the people were like sheep without a shepherd. Like almost they had no clue. They, they didn't even know, as, as the Bible maybe says about Jericho, I think this would fit for, for, for sheep without a shepherd. They didn't even know their right hand from their left. They were that confused about right, wrong, what pleases God, what displeases God. And couldn't that be said of our culture today? If you just look out at it, I mean, we, we, got some, we got some crazy stuff happening in our world. Amen. And at times, like, you look out and, and it's like, listen, man, the, the people are like sheep without a shepherd. They don't even know. And, and as I've said before, we, we can't expect lost people to act saved or to use another Bible metaphor. You can't expect dead people to look alive or to, or to act alive. Right? And so we, we don't hold it against them. They're, they're, they're dead. They, they, don't know, they don't know any different. They don't know that there's a whole new reality and a whole new life made available to them. That's why we've been called to share the light. So that's the, that's the first thing we need to know, that the shepherd knows his sheep. And, and we'll dive more into that next week, uh, where, where we talk about, uh, we're going we're gonna to look next week more at the other side of that, about how the, how the sheep know the shepherd. The, the second thing that I want us to, to see is that the shepherd leads his sheep. Look with me at verses 5 and 6. It says, they will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus 
gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Now, that's a frequent statement in the Gospels. Like Jesus would speak something, and and then I I love the way the biblical writers do this, because basically they say, Jesus just said this, and he was trying to teach them something, but the folks didn't get it. Like they had no clue what he, in fact, like you get the, you get the feeling that Jesus walks away and everybody kind of goes, say what? <laughs> say, what do you mean he's the shepherd? Like he didn't have a staff. I don't know what he's talking about when he's talking. See, Jesus would constantly speak on a spiritual level to people who in many cases had no understanding of spiritual things. So remember uh, the story of the woman at the well. And, and, and this even happened to Jesus' disciples. When Jesus' disciples leave him, they go into town to find, uh, to find food. And they come back and they see him visiting with this Samaritan woman. And everybody's kind of like staring at each other, but they're not going to dare like question Jesus about what he's doing, right? Um, and, and so they, finally they just almost kind of change the subject. Hey, Master, you need to eat something. And his response is, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. In other words, you don't understand the mission that, that, of why I'm here. God, God has stuff for me that you can't even understand. And, and the disciples all stand around and go, who brought him food? And he sent us into town to buy did, did, did Jesus go get takeout while we were like out at the grocery store? What happened? They just, they totally miss it. And, and I love this because as we talked about a while ago, verse 5, they will never follow a stranger, but instead they will run away from him. See, even sheep, as we've talked about with their limited intelligence, know their shepherd. Know him well enough that even when somebody comes in in their shepherd's clothing, they know it's not him because he doesn't have the master's voice. Do you know Christ well enough? Do you know his word well enough to distinguish between what he says And what the world has said, maybe we think he might have said. Um, Some of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, and I I don't read Huffington Post a lot. It's it's, kind of, so so, you know, if you have like your conservative and and mainline, it's way, it's it's liberal, liberal, like over here. Uh, But but occasionally they, I mean, they have a religion department and uh, uh, occasionally they'll write a story and, and usually it goes somewhere, or the way I interpret it is this. Here's why the Bible doesn't really say what the Bible says. And then they'll, they'll write a long article. Um, listen, do, do we know God's word well enough to, to determine when God's words are being twisted? Because interestingly enough, remember in Matthew chapter 4, when Satan comes to tempt Jesus, he uses snippets of Bible verses from the Old Testament. And saying, well, well, you know, Jesus, it's written that he's not going to let you strike your foot against a rock, so you could just throw yourself off this temple. And, 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 and the Bible says right there clearly that, that, that you're not going to be hurt. And Jesus turns around and, and uses scripture on him, ah, but, but it also says, don't test the Lord your God. Do you know God's word well enough to recognize when it's being twisted? Um, Psalm 78:52. I, I love this because this goes back to the, the picture of God's people in the wilderness. He led his people out like sheep and guided them like a flock in the wilderness. 
you know, it occurs to me, um, the, the, the older that I get, the, the, as, as years start picking up a little bit faster, <laughs> um, we, we have a lot more in common with the Israelites wandering in the desert than we would ever care to admit. Like, man, you, you read them and you read that story and you look at everything that God did for them. And, and how impatient they became and how ungrateful they became. And, and when I read that, so, so when I read of them, you know, God miraculously delivering them through the Red Sea. Parting the waters, letting them walk through on dry ground and then, and then causing the waters to, to flood on uh, Pharaoh's army. So, so that God's people were able to get away. When, when, when I read that, and then just a few chapters you read them complaining in the desert because they have nothing to drink. And they go to Moses and they said, Moses, why on earth would you lead us out here? Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here so we could die in the desert? And, and listen, we, we, listen, we make fun of them at times, right? And, and I, think, like, I think that's fair at times. But I know I can only laugh at them because I see the exact same thing in myself. Because I see myself so often going, God, wh where are you? When are you going to show up? And then he kind of smacks me on the side of the head and goes, are you serious? <laughs> I haven't done anything for you? Like miraculously give you breath every day? No, never mind. So, <laughs> um, he leads his people. He leads his people. The final thing, and maybe the most glorious thing of all is this, found in verses 7 through 10. The shepherd guards his sheep. Pick up verse 7. Jesus said again, I, Truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. So there, now, now remember, the religious leaders are usually hanging around because they're waiting for Jesus just to make any kind of misstep so that they can find, so that they can find something against him to, to arrest him, uh, to, to get him out of the picture because he's causing them all kinds of issues. And so when Jesus says, all who came before me, he's talking about the religious leaders of Israel. Who had, who had taken the Old Testament teachings and then twisted them to where they didn't even really resemble the Old Testament anymore at all. And, and they were laying these heavy burdens on the people. So, so he's addressing like to the crowd, but all the religious leaders are there as well. And he says, listen, everybody who came before me are thieves and robbers, and you wouldn't listen to them. Jesus wasn't real popular among the religious leaders, if you can imagine, right? He says, I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and come in and go out and find pasture. Verse 10, a thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so they may have life and have it in abundance. Now, now as I said, the, we're using two different metaphors here. So he's, our title is I am the gate and then everything that I've addressed is the shepherd. Here's why. Because in the sheep pen, there would not have been a gate like we think of a gate. Well, what happened is the shepherd would get all the sheep in the pen. And then either himself or a hired hand or a gatekeeper would come and lay across the entrance to the pen. 
fact, in some cases, this still happens today. Uh, out of that same commentary that I read a while ago, um, a gentleman tells a, a story uh, about, a, about a gentleman named Sir George. He says this, he was traveling one day with a guide and came across a shepherd and his sheep. He fell into conversation with him. The man showed him the fold into which the sheep were led at night. It consisted of four walls with a way in. Sir George said to him, that is where they go at night? Yes, said the shepherd. And when they are in there, they are perfectly safe. But there is no door, said Sir George. I am the door said the shepherd. He was not a Christian man. He was not speaking in the language of the New Testament. He was speaking from the Arab shepherd's standpoint. Sir George looked at him and said, what do you mean by the door? The shepherd said, when the light is gone and all the sheep are inside, I lie in the open space and no sheep ever goes out but across my body and no wolf comes in unless he crosses my body. I am the door. This is why I use these two metaphors. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to mix metaphors, but I wasn't very good at English to begin with. So, um, the shepherd is the gate. The shepherd is the door. Christ himself lays at the opening. And we're going to look in, in, in a few weeks at John 14, 6 where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So get this picture in your mind. You have, you have this door leading into the kingdom of God, and Christ himself is laid across it. And without Christ, there is no getting in. Isaiah 40, 11. This isn't in your notes. It is on the screen. It says this, He protects his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them in the fold of his garment. Isn't that a great picture? The shepherd carrying a sheep, guarding his sheep. This one is in your notes, Psalm 4011. And here's, here's a funny thing about this. I, I, I'm not going to take credit for this because it was a, this was a mistake on my part. I was supposed to put Isaiah 4011 in your notes. Uh, instead, I had, I had copied something from Psalms earlier, and I just didn't delete all the way back when I copied it. And, and instead, Psalm 4011 got put in your notes, and I didn't catch it until after they had all been printed. And then I read it. Lord, you do not withhold your compassion from me. Your constant love and truth will always guard me. Man, like I said, I'm, I, that was a sheep moment for me, right? <laughs> and, 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 and God stepped in. It was, I was just, I was amazed when I, when I realized the mistake, I went, oh no, either I just got to deal with it or, or reprint all the, all the notes. And, and then I read it and I went, no, absolutely not. That fits. On no, <laughs> no part of my own, it fits. And when I, when I read that, your constant love and truth will always guard me. I just get this picture of, of this, this fold where sheep would be at night and Christ himself laying across the door saying, listen, I'm, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to guard you. So as we're talking about sheep and shepherds, um, the, the most famous sheep and shepherd passage that there is, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. Man, how much different would our lives be if we just let that verse speak to us every single morning, right? 
man, my job's awful. Not my job. I love my job. You understand what I'm doing here, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, God, I don't want to do this today. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along right paths for his namesake. Even when I go through the darkest valley. Yours probably says there, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. And, and listen, can I tell you what I've learned in life? Nobody escapes that one. And I kind of like the way they translated this here to the darkest valley. No, nobody, nobody gets out of those. But those come to all of us. At some point or another, you're going to walk through dark valleys. But I love this next one. I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. You know, sheep are not the most intelligent of animals. Sometimes, sometimes we can be not the most intelligent of individuals. Sometimes we do things knowing full well that, that it's something we shouldn't be doing. Knowing full well it's probably not the smartest choice that we could make. Sometimes we're going to stumble into sin, right? That, that happens from time to time. Sometimes we stumble into it. I don't know about you guys, sometimes I just run like headlong, like arms back, just woo, here we go. Yeah, yeah that's right, sometimes just wee. But you know what, what, what we just read, that, that even in the darkest valley, even, even if those are valleys that we created, we're never alone. We're never alone. Man, listen, if that's, if that's not good news, I, I don't know what else I have for you this morning. We're never alone. Because the shepherd knows you by name. I love that. He calls them by name. The shepherd leads us. The primary way he leads us to today is, is here. Through his word. And then he guards us. But remember, there's one way in. It's through Christ Jesus. And, and so, so listen, I've, I've given us a lot of encouragement. Now, now let, me lay, let me lay a difficult truth down. If you have not come through Christ Jesus, you are not in the fold. You don't have these promises. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week when, when we look at Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. 
But my question for you this morning is is simply this. Have you come in through the gate? Have you come in through Christ Jesus? Have you placed your faith and trust in Him as your Savior, as your Lord, and yeah, as your shepherd? To guard you and to guide you. If if you're here this morning, you'd say, you know, I I can't say for sure that that I've done that. I would love to visit with you in just a moment. Uh, we're going to sing a song. We're going to sing, Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. And so maybe, you, maybe you'd come this morning and just say, Kyle, I need to, I, I need to give my life to Christ. I need, I need to surrender to him, trusting that he will um, be my Savior, be my shepherd. That he will guard and guide me. I'd love to pray with you and show you how to do that. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the great opportunity that we have just to gather together and to open up your word. We know that more times than we would care to admit, we are very much like sheep. Sometimes we don't know if we're going left or right, if we're facing up or facing down. So we trust you to guide us. We trust you, Lord Jesus, to protect us. Even on days so dark that we don't even think we can breathe, we trust you to guide us. Trust you to protect us. Help us to remember that if you are our shepherd, we have all that we could ever possibly want. And let that reality bring rest to our souls. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from First Baptist Church of Alamogordo. We are located at 1100 Michigan Avenue in Alamogordo, New Mexico. If you'd like to contact us, please use the contact us form at www.fbcalamo.com to get in touch with us and let us know how we can pray for you or serve you. If you have a question for Pastor Kyle, you can contact him by email at kyle at fbcalamo.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you and have a good week.